This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I can't believe you. Listen, Mike, before you say... I know you didn't give a shit about those miners, but the least you could have done is stuck around long enough to give me some leverage. We had no choice. Palmer pressured 10 of our top clients to drop us unless we pulled out. So it's either them or me. Unless you can replace 30 million in billings? You're damn right it is. Harvey, without you backing me, those miners are screwed. And there is nothing that I can do about There's it. There's something you can do about it. You just don't want to do it. You're talking about that woman. You want leverage on Palmer? She's the one who's got it. Harvey, we've been over this. I'm not going to use that woman. And what if I told you we already did? What? Mike, we not only found her. We got enough to force that bastard into a settlement. The question is, are you willing to use it? What do you mean, we? Mike, no, no, you just said we. Who the hell is we? Rachel. Me and Rachel. You dragged Rachel into this. I didn't drag her into anything. I went to her for permission because I knew how you felt, and she jumped at the chance since you're too stupid You to. had no right. Mike, listen. You had no right! Suits, season six, episode 15 is over. And if you're ready to hear us talk about quid pro quo, then suits yourself. I'm Rob Sestrino, back here with the guy who doesn't get paid to bang on the pipes. He gets paid because he knows where to bang them. It's Chappelle. Hey, they call me the plumber. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm all about Okay, I've got an idea for a device, okay? Okay. It's an electronic assistant. It's called the Chappelle, okay? Okay. Okay. You basically you you have it around. Uh, it's got jokes that you can put it, throw it into any podcast you want to do. Uh, <laughs> can give you some great advice. Um. Okay. It's like the Dino, but a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could plug the microphone directly into it. Yeah, but the best thing about it is you can unplug it. You can shut it up. <laughs> it runs on candy corn. It reads on candy corn. Man, but then it'd only be seasonal. I'm telling you, candy corn is only for a time and place. I actually still have some left over from uh, the, the fall, um, from mm-hmm. October. Um, I need to finish that. But I think the Chappelle would be a great uh, great device for, like, you know, a mm-hmm. very small population of people. I think a large population would be like, can I shut this thing up? It's kind of like how you don't actually say the word A-L-X-E-A or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> A-L-E-X-A. Yeah, you don't say it. It's like Beetlejuice. Um, because... It's like, yeah, exactly. Because if you say, if you get it talking, then God knows it's never mm-hmm. going to shut the hell up. Okay, Chappelle, here we are. We're one episode away from the season six finale. And uh, it's looking like uh, Mike Ross is going to get a chance to get back into the bar. Do we support this? Like as a family? Are we are we okay with this? We good? I, I think so. I, I think that... Mike, you know, should be, I think Mike is as qualified to be a lawyer as many, uh, you know, more so than many other lawyers. I think his heart is in the right place. I think the problem is that Mike just needs to have like a little bit of like, uh, we have for the dog, like an electric fence of like uh, that Mike needs to sort of like stay like a little bit more. He needs to, somebody needs to save Mike from Mike often. Yeah, he needs to be a little bit more grounded. You know, there are moments where he gets these ideas that he just goes with and he's like, 
I'm Mike Ross. I decided it's going to be like this. Uh, you know, screw everything else. And that's how it's going to be. And, and you're wrong. I'm right. And and I'm just going to wheel this into existence because I said so. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Very much the same thing that Harvey has. But for Mike, he doesn't have the credential that Harvey has. So it's kind of, for Harvey, you're like, oh, you're a lawyer who works in the gray area. For Mike, you're a random person pretending to be a lawyer mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to trying to force your will on other people. And even though it comes from a seemingly good place a lot of times, he does trample on yeah. people just like a corporate lawyer would do. And so, um, yeah, I think he just needs somebody to reel him in just a bit. Yeah, Mike has just a sense of righteousness that is really like he has disregard for any other sort of like barriers or any laws that are in his place. He's like, well, I have the righteous cause. So like I'll I'll break whatever laws I want because I know what I'm doing is coming from a, a righteous place. And that's how Mike always gets himself in trouble. Yeah. Every time is he the ends justify the means. Right. At least for Mike, they do. You know, in his mind, he's just like, yeah, I I know I'm doing all of this because I'm doing it for the right reason. And he looks down on someone like Harvey because he's like, you're doing this for corporate gain, you know, for money. Because you want to I'm win. doing this. Yeah, I'm doing this because I want to win and help people. But, um, yeah, I think that a long time ago, when Mike started working with Harvey and then he would get outsourced to Lewis every now and then, you had said that, you know, Mike was kind of a weird combination of uh, Harvey and Lewis. And I actually agree with you. I don't think I saw it back then, but right now I'm like, yeah, because Lewis is another person who he gets so self-righteous and incredulous about things and he has no room to talk. You know, we see that in this episode, that is going to be the the biggest uh, crack in this relationship that he has with Tara because he can't even talk to her about his situation with Mike without immediately getting defensive and lashing out at her and basically slut shaming her, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and Mike has a lot of that, too. It's like if it's not going his way, he's ready to burn it all down. And then be like, but I was right. It was like, but you should be listening to me. What? Why are you so mad at me? Mike and Lewis have a lot of a lot of things in common. We just don't talk about it enough. Yeah, all of our male characters on Suits do have a tendency to tantrum. Oh yeah, they're big old crybabies. Like <laughs> Mike Harvey it's almost, and Lewis. Yeah, yeah, it's because they're rich. You know, like this is rich white men. It's like okay, they're just not used to following the rules. You know, there's a lot of things that they could subvert because they have a lot of money mm-hmm. um, or. They have a lot of connections. You know, Mike Ross probably wasn't this self-righteous until Harvey came and gassed him up and said, no, you're the best thing that, that happened to me. You're like, without you, Pearson Spector Lit would not be a thing. Remember when we took down Daniel Harvey, mm-hmm. when we took down this person? Like, Mike Ross was instrumental in all that. Mike Ross, Mike Ross, Mike Ross, Mike Ross. Yeah, it's like, yeah, for him, he's like, yeah, I am that guy. I am that guy. I, I am that guy, and now I'm rich. And for Lewis and Harvey, they've been walking around rich, and in charge of things for so long that they're just not used to having to follow the rules. And so that when that happens, they get a little pouty every time. All right. Well, let's talk about the saga of the miners and uh, Jim Palmer. And we're trying to get this settlement done. Um, <laughs> the miners uh, come back to Mike and they hear about a hundred million dollar offer. Like a hundred million dollars. Take it. Take the money. He's like, nah, you, you don't want it. It's not, yeah. That's not, I, it's I don't think, not, not, not good enough yet. I don't think Mike is wrong, though. I think that, you know, $100 million is a ton of money, but it's 150 people dying from cancer. Mm-hmm. They're all going to need treatment. We know how, how much this is going to cost them. I mean, dear God, this is not going to go anywhere. But they, I mean, the argument is that $100 million versus $0 million, you know, you want to take the 100 so they give Mike yeah. what uh, two weeks yeah. to, or was it two days to come back? Was like, yeah. so oh, yeah, basically, was- yeah, that's six hundred sixty-six thousand six sixty-six uh, each out of that, which I think that they had gotten like forty thousand to start. Yeah, yeah, and that that money has has run dry. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they're already broke again, and so I think for for them, they're like, yeah, this is a lot of money. We could use six hundred sixty-six thousand dollars. You know, and Mike Ross is like. Yeah, you could, but that's not going to fix anything. That's going to like probably that'll help pay for your your bills. But what about your your pain and suffering? What about the fact that this even happened to you? You were you were poisoned by this company, and all you want is your bills paid. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I would kind of want a little bit a little bit for my trouble. You know what I'm saying? My, what about my body? It hurts. Uh, you know, I'm I have cancer now, and it's because of y'all. Like you attacked me. I need damages. I need money. I need gifts. I need things. And so uh, Mike is like, why don't you want stuff? So they tell Mike, all right, 
uh, we'll give you a short amount of time. You come back with a uh, a deal that's higher than that, but we're going to give you two days to handle that. And if you don't do that, we're taking 100 mil. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike ends up pushing so hard that I think the next time it comes down, I think with the, the 100 mil is kind of off the table. <laughs> yeah, well, what ends up happening is that, okay, so James Palmer ends up getting a bunch of the PSL clients to put them into review. And so they realize, okay, we're going to lose all of our clients if we pursue this any further. And uh, Lewis has to say to Harvey, like, oh, like, Harvey, well, look, we we can't give up everything for Mike Ross. I mean, this is constantly reminding Harvey, like, yeah, we can't just nuke this whole thing for Mike Ross again. Harvey's like, why can't we? Like, why, why not? not? Yeah. What's, what? Do you have, a, you have an issue with that? Is there, mm-hmm. there a problem? And so, yeah, there's even a moment because, I mean, we know that Harvey misses that meeting with uh, Couture Apparel and they end up firing Lewis and, and, and PSL. And Lewis feels bad, but Harvey's like, yeah, that's probably my fault. I probably should have been there instead of, you know, trying to make Mike Ross a lawyer again. And so, yeah, there have been several times where Harvey has been able to just kind of put um, the PSL to the side for the greater good. I mean, for the greater good of making Mike Ross, <laughs> in quotation marks, a lawyer. You know, like if that is the greater good, then that's what Harvey's picking every time. Uh, and so they need to find a new way to make this thing work out because, um, this uh, what's his name? Sidell, uh, Sidell. Uh, yeah, that guy. He's um, he's got them in a tight spot, Craig. Yeah, with this situation, um, because there's still that that affair, right? That mm-hmm. affair that's out there. That Craig had said, "Oh yeah, I was with this woman," but people found if people find out, my marriage is going to be over. They end up thinking, "Oh wait, it's not about this woman. It's because Sidell is all involved in you know the um." the you know the the tanking of this company and so initially that's where they're going but then harvey like doubles back he's like where's that woman you know like if Mm -hmm. we can find her then maybe just maybe we can get this whole velocity thing under wraps because we need that woman to come out and say i'm having an affair and um and it's with them and maybe they can get them to fold on um on coming after them okay so yeah harvey lewis go to see this hacker and um Tell me about the hacker. Have we ever met this guy before? I believe his name is Jerry. We've never met this guy before. Okay. Um, Jerry yeah. the hacker. And they seem to like kind of know him well. Yeah. Well, Lewis is like, his guy. Jerry well, I don't the know hacker. if it's Lewis's guy. It's like Harvey has that woman, Vanessa. And then I forget what Jessica's guy's name is. Uh, but they both kind of speak highly of their guy. You know, they're like, oh, I got a guy. You know, it, it can't be your guy because it's just my guy. Duh. I can't give you, you know what I'm saying? Get your own guy. Lewis has a guy. And Lewis is like, Harvey, I told you I wouldn't work with that son of a bitch again. It's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. What? And so when they show up, it's very contentious. Uh, Jerry's at the bar. He's uh, probably, he's looks like a gambler. And immediately him and Lewis are at each other's throats like, oh, no, fancy seeing you here at a bar gambling. He's like, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And they go back and forth a little bit. But Harvey kind of, he's kind of into the Jerry thing. He's like, oh, no, I like this guy. He's a gambler like me. You know, what's what's going down? And so um, apparently there's a woman who worked at Velocity who had been promising people the moon and then hung them out to dry. And Jerry knows exactly who they're talking about instantly. And he says, yeah, I could give you the information, but um, I, I want triple the price. Mm-hmm. And it's it's because what you said with the opening line of this podcast, you don't play the plumber uh, for uh, banging on the pipes. You pay him for knowing where to bang. And um, at this point, Rob, we didn't know who the person was, like who the woman was. Mm-hmm. In my soul, I wanted it to be Tara so bad. I wanted it to be <laughs> Tara so bad. Yeah. Oh, he mad. I was like, please. Because yeah. he's like, triple the price. And Lewis is like, I don't want to. Uh, Goddamn, this guy, I hate him. I was like, mm-hmm. wait until Lewis finds out that it was Tara all along. It was not Tara, Rob. I was so disappointed. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they're going to find out uh, like uh, who the woman is. And so they're going to go and send her out to, or they're going to go like uh, go on a mission to go find her. Um, and so Harvey ends up like recruiting Rachel in on this. Like, I thought that was a little rude when like uh, Rachel was talking to Harvey about the whole situation with Mike and Harvey is like, all right, Rachel, go put something, something uh, nice on. Go spruce go, yourself up. Yeah. Go, get, go get gussied up real quick. We're going, <laughs> we got business. We're going to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. 
We um yeah, so Harvey goes to Rachel for her blessing essentially to to, to continue this Mike thing cuz Mike had said to Rachel, look, it's getting too risky. We're about to blow it all for these um you know, for these miners, they're not going to be able to get the money. This is getting nasty. Uh, you know, I'm lying to the people at the clinic. Mm-hmm. Oliver knows he wants me to tell the truth. It's a whole thing. He's like, you know what? Let's just let's just call it. But Rachel saw the look on Mike's face one time when he, re- you know, was sitting there realizing right. for a billion times that he's not a lawyer. And she's like, oh, I can't let that happen. And she knows he's so- a child. She knows he's a child. And he's just going to pout every day. And mm-hmm. Harvey basically comes there with the same information. Like, you know, he's never going to let this go. Right? Like, y'all will not, every five seconds. Y'all will not be happy if this man is not a lawyer. Let's come. To, let's just let's be very honest. Mm-hmm. You met him as a lawyer and he was living his best life. Now he is no longer doing that. He will be depressed. He will never find anything that's fulfilling. We need him to be a lawyer. Rachel says, cool. Harvey says, go on, put your clothes on. Uh, so <laughs> go, go handle business. I was like, damn, Harvey, I think she's, she's fine. You know, she didn't got to. But I guess it was all a part of the rules and the bit because they roll up on this woman who we've never seen before. No. Yeah. And uh, Rachel initially comes to her like, so, Miss Cromwell, I'm Michelle Ross. Um, and uh, which is a bold faced lie, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And very and very quickly, she's like, you know, I was looking for a job, blah, blah, blah. Turns mm-hmm. out this woman is a headhunter, but she's a very specific type of headhunter, Rob. Yes. <laughs> OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she has been like uh I guess a, a little bit of uh I don't know, she's like uh that they they outline like what she does. You you take them out for dinner and then for dessert, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean that's essentially This is <laughs> how James Palmer gets all his corporate espionage done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's been hunting heads. Mm-hmm. And yes. it shows. Yes. Yeah. Um, and she keeps great records. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Extensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she has an exclusively male clientele. They're insinuating that the dinner leads to dessert, the dessert leads to sex, and then sex leads to them falling for her, and that leads to her hanging them out to drive, you know, selling all their secrets. Basically, she's relying on pillow talk. Rob, you familiar with pillow talk? Not especially, Chappelle. Okay, pillow talking is when, you know, somebody is booed up and, you know, when they're all in the in the in the in the honeymoon stages and those early phases. We've seen it on this show very much so. It's like, mm. yeah, you're dating somebody, so now all of a sudden you think you can tell them all your business, Lois, uh and and yeah, you be laid up uh, like making conversations, making Google eyes at each other in the middle of the night, telling all your business to this person who, yeah, you're dating them, but you shouldn't trust them with everything, Mike. Uh, but um, here, this person is uh, very much a a professional at getting that information out of people. So she winds them, dines them, lays them out to dry, and then says, "All right, tell me, tell me stuff." And they're like, "Oh, we love you, Miss Cromwell. You're so great." Well. I bet I'm the only guy you ever treat like this. It's just like, yep, exactly. And then she sells their secrets and leaves them, you know, um, leaves them out, you know, out in the wilderness to die. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, she seems like she's good at her job. I will say that much. She's but, a pro. Um, yeah, but she, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. And uh, she's caught now. They figured yeah. it out. So, all right. So now they've got uh, James Palmer's source of all of his dirt. And so now they go back to him and they basically are able to get that offer up to $200 million for the miners. And so now they feel like, okay, now we're back in. They're going to then also tell uh, James Palmer to get Craig Seidel what he wants. And so now we've got the quid pro quo ready for from Craig Seidel. He's going to green light Mike. He's going to green light Mike. Uh, you know, Mike's still lying to the clinic like, what? No, I promise. I'm not mm-hmm. going to, you know, like, I'm going to tell Nathan. I swear. Well, yeah. Oliver is like, Mike, you got to tell Nathan. Yeah. He's got the wide eye innocence of a child that Oliver is like, Mike, you you promised. But, but you promised. And Mike's like, I know, but I lied. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And so Oliver basically tells him, like, look. Um, I need you to do this because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And Mike's like, all right, I'm not used to doing the, the right thing. Um, but Oliver put his foot down, you know, and so Mike says he's withdrawing his application, but we know that's still a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oliver has a lot of allegiance to Nathan. Like it's not like that 
for whatever reason, like Nathan does not seem like he cares that much, but Oliver is like, I will follow that man into the pits of hell. You can't do this to Nathan. I don't even know if it's about Nathan or is that like Oliver is one of the few people on this show that actually have integrity. You know, like Oliver's like, you have to tell the truth because it's right. Mm-hmm. And we're like, what? This is suits. We don't do that. You know, like, why would you do that? He's like, Oliver's like, if you don't tell the truth, I'm going to tell the truth again. We're like, why? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you gain from this, Oliver? He's like, it's what we signed up for. This is what we took the oath for. Did y'all forget? And we're like, yeah, we forgot. Yeah, season one. Definitely forgot. You know, so yeah. Oliver, he's like, I'm not loyal to Nathan. I'm loyal to the fact that this is a legal clinic and we're supposed to be doing things legally. And yeah. uh, this is highly illegal. Um, collusion is bad and we should not be getting away with it. And so he wants Mike Ross to do the right thing. Okay, well... All right, we talked about how Harvey and Rachel went to go see uh, the Holly Cromwell, and then we got this whole like uh, clandestine operation going. Everything is good. We're blackmailing uh, Craig Seidel. And so all that's left is f- for Rachel to tell Mike what they did. Yeah, and <laughs> Rachel, she doesn't get a chance to tell Mike. Mike finds out first. And Mike Ross, I'm sorry, Rob, is this a likable television character at all? Like, <laughs> even a little bit? Like, I have to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not in this moment, certainly. <laughs> Mike Ross is like, when the hell were you going to tell me what you did? <laughs> like, yeah. Excuse me, sir? Yeah. Are you Are you Okay. Is everything fine at home? Like, he went off what? on Rachel. But where do you get off, Mike? Mm-hmm. Like where? Where even a little bit do you do you get off on being able to have like what was he what was he even mad at? You know, like, bro, like you didn't tell me first. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Remember? Because you don't tell me stuff first. Remember when you like pretended to be a lawyer all that time? Yeah, remember he, he was all like how could you goddamn do this to me? She's like, what exactly did I do to you? Mm-hmm. He said, you, my favorite my my favorite quote was, were you ever going to tell me? Were you ever going to tell me? He's like, Mike, it happened six hours ago. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Are, he just, I feel like he just, he, he rarely has the moral high ground. And so when he thinks he does, he's like, I have to stand on that. You know, like I, I'm finally the one in the right. You lied to me. So we got to <laughs> shut this down. Um, I was... I laughed, honestly, at how mad he was at Rachel. And she finally was like, all right, you calm down. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Because uh, this ain't even about you no more. <laughs> like, me and Harvey did what we needed to do because you're walking around here pouting like a little baby the entire time. What do you want me to do? I'm not going to be able to be in love with you if you're always like this. So, yeah, I'm doing what I need to do. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And she should it. Yeah. Um, but... She was the one also that was like, hey, this, this is too risky. Shut it down. And then she's in on it. So, I mean, yeah, she could have told him what was going on. She could. I mean, he didn't have to act he, like this. Yeah. Could he get through the door good? Mm-hmm. You know, she went and did the thing. He walks in, like slams the folder on the table immediately. How she's could just sitting you? on the couch. Yeah. How could you do this to me? Hello, honey. How was your day? You yeah. know, like. Did you? Did anything happen today? Anything you want to tell me? Nah, Mike's gonna come to the door like, when were you ever gonna? Were you ever gonna come clean, you scumbags? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> bro, it just yeah, I, like I don't 30 think he got this ago, mad about here. Logan Sanders. He was not this mad about anything. It's just like, <laughs> sir, we know you just got out of prison. You don't have to try to make yourself better than anybody. We get it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're feeling down and out. It's yeah. okay. I, I think Rachel should have laughed in his face. She should have got up. Uh, just walked off like, sir, please come back when you have a real argument because this is trash. So ultimately, Mike is going to come back to Harvey and that he is going to go ahead and go forward with going to go and take the meeting with Craig Seidel. Looks like it's going to be an open and shut case in front of the bar and he is going to sit there uh, in front of the character and fitness committee and looks like everything's set for Mike to get through. This is the same Mike Ross that was just yelling at his fiance. Like, how could you do this to me? You you could go by behind my back and, and make me a lawyer. Like, I would want to be a lawyer after all the things that I've done as a fake lawyer. You think that you could just make this decision for me? 30 seconds later, he's like, okay, Harvey, no mm-hmm. matter what it takes, I want to be a lawyer. I need this. Yeah. And so 
yeah, it looks like it's going to work out. They have their bar hearing. They've done the things. Uh, Seidel is going to bulldoze everyone and make sure that he gets this because he got um, he got Seidel a job. He's like, hey, I got James Palmer to hi- hire you on. So when you jump off the sinking ship that you're helping sink, you can go and get another job. So they've paved the way for Seidel to just do exactly what they need him to do. So the episode is ultimately going to end on a funny line where Harvey and Mike are having a drink and Harvey welcomes uh, Mike back to the bar uh, to which uh, they realize he, well, he actually had never passed the bar before. Um, right. So like at, he's, he's been to a bar, but he's never passed the bar per se. Yeah. And I don't know if it necessarily came up the first time around that Mike hacked into the bar. Uh, like, I feel like there's going to be some cloudy uh, records uh, like maybe they need Lola Jensen like hey could you like unhack into the bar and like uh, get rid of that <laughs> that is, record is that is that refraud mm-hmm. can you like because that's a different is that double jeopardy right I don't know because he's got because he got he got uh, punished for fraud hacking into the bar though like mm-hmm. I really wonder if they actually really dove into all the crimes that he committed I don't think so I think that they, they yada yada a lot of it um, yeah all right but we are not going to yada yada over, okay, the hottest item out there. It's the Donna. And the Donna. boy, uh, this was a wild Donna episode of, I think, well, what are we on? The third episode here talking about the Donna. And okay, um, the Donna, it's working now. And we need to take this to market. And real Donna is like, no. We need investors who know me. Those are the people that are going to be buying in. Mm-hmm. She's the product. You know, like it's the Donna, but it only works if you really appreciate Donna. And so it's like, yeah, we could get any investors, people that know Harvey, people don't want to do her a favor, whoop, whoop, whoop. But if you know somebody who has been personally impacted by Donna, you might be entitled to this product, you know? <laughs> and so um, she goes to Stu, Stu Bazzini. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, Stu is back again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she goes to Stu Bazzini because, one, he's a man who, who works in the stocks and he knows how to manipulate this money and he's going to be able to invest uh, in a way that she wants. He also has worked with her before, so he knows Donna's impact. But also he has the confidence to call his mother mommy. And Donna's kind of into that. She likes being yeah. called mommy. But he wants 90%. Now, I haven't watched Shark Tank recently, but that sounds like a lot. And Donna turns it down. But that sounds like a like a gross offer. It, it does, but Donna has no credibility. She's just a woman who walked in and said, <laughs> hey, don't you like this computer thing that I have? And he's like, yes, but what are you going to do with it? Like, without, without him, who does she have? So, yeah, 90% is very high, but it's like, Donna, it's like the, it's like the $100 million again. Donna, you have $0. Mm-hmm. If you do this, you yeah. have some dollars. You could not do this. You could have no dollars. So she passes at Stu Bazzini and it's like, hey, we need to go and like uh, we're going to start taking some other meetings. And so she goes to this other meeting with Benjamin and like kind of like impresses the guys that she does like some profiler stuff to them. And like, oh, you really want his job. And I understand. Um, and then it it seems like the pitch goes well. But then Donna's like, all right, now I'm going to go back in and pick up my pen and act like that I am just going in to pick up my pen, but then they're going to try to make us an offer and it's going to be a low ball offer, but I'm going to get the high ball offer. Uh, but then she walks in and he's like, the guys are like, did you think that we're really going to buy this from some executive assistant? Yeah, she's a professional legal secretary trying to sell us technology. Like, what? why would I buy this? What, who is this woman? Like, she just walked in and was like, oh yeah, I'm a secretary and I'm the baddest. She's like, okay, sounds cool, but... I don't even know you, you know, like if, if it wasn't for Harvey, we wouldn't even be taking this meeting, you know, whatever. And so Donna, she's very aware of other people. She can always get in other people's business, but she lacks a little self-awareness in that she doesn't realize how people perceive her all the time because she's always presenting. I'm Donna and I'm awesome and yeah. I'm great. Yeah. Like, and by awesome, I mean, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> and so this time she walks in and she says, I'm awesome. And they say, yeah, you're awesome for a legal secretary. And she thinks, oh, my God. Yeah. People might actually see me for what my actual job is and not the real me. And so, yeah, she's like, dang, they looking at me like someone who is inadequate, even though I don't think she's ever been presented as inadequate. And we know she's one of the best legal secretaries. At least she won't stop telling us that. So I think with for her, she's just kind of like 
was faced with a hard, I won't say truth, but a, a, a hard realization of what other people perceive her as, which is, yeah, she might be the Donna to some people, but to other people, she's just a lady at the front desk. Right. But these guys are idiots because uh, this is, it's, it's 2017 and they have a piece of technology that is roughly about 10 years ahead of its time. Yeah, no, this is great. You know, we know Alexa like, is here. We're not going to buy it from a legal assistant or a secretary. <laughs> Supporting a woman mm-hmm. in STEM? <laughs> <laughs> Preposterous. You know, like, bro, shut up. Um, yeah, I think that they're stupid. I mean, Alexa and Siri already exist, but, I mean, people are looking for personal digital assistants around this time. Yeah. You ever try heavily. to have a conversation with one of those? Uh, yeah, I, tr- I try to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Like, I really, like, even, I, I had to, like, cover the mic when I said yeah. it. Right. I'm like, A-L-E-X-A, uh, turn off the lights, and it's like, deleting your tax returns. I'm like, no, no, oh my God. no! Oh, yeah. Don't get me trying to call somebody, even in the car. I'm like, hey, call Rob Sester. You know, it's like uh, playing phone. <laughs> like, uh, oh, my God. That's not what I asked you to do. Like playing telephone by Lady Gaga. It's like, that is not what I asked. Um, and so, but yeah, this is this is the kind of stupid stuff that we deal with. And so this seems yeah, amazing. Imagine right? it's like telling you jokes and having a conversation. Right. I mean, you could get you could get Alexa and Siri to tell you jokes. You could tell a joke, but like not like have yeah. a conversation with you. Yeah, I used to get um to Siri to to beatbox for me. Have you ever done that? No. She goes, she goes, boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. That's Siri beatboxing. Mm-hmm. Um, kitty, I used to do that with her. Down. Mm-hmm. Boots down. <laughs> yeah, I boots down. Yeah, I think uh, that that's what um that's the best you're gonna get from Siri, you know. But but this Donna, the Donna, uh, really knows how to uh you know, talk to you, knows how to learn from your your feelings and empathize. And so this is stupid. They should definitely be investing in this. And so Donna takes from this, one, dang, I'm a legal secretary. People might not respect me like I want them to, but also maybe I should work with people who do respect me. And so she goes back to Stu Bazzini with the offer that he originally had and said, hey, could you reconsider? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I can. You know, you good with me. Let's let's do it. And so now Stu Bazzini is going to take um, uh, give Donna the 90% offer and it looks like she's going to take it. The Donna is off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was so odd though that like Benjamin and Donna were like talking about this thing like, hey, this is our dream. We can't give up on this. Like what? Since when? Yeah. Um, it That's my favorite thing about this is because he's like, do you want to give up our dream? She's like, this is our dream. I was like, is it? I literally put him on a, is it, mm-hmm. is it your dream? Yeah. Since when? I mean, like today. And Benjamin is like, Hey, like, uh, you know, we can, like, we've come this far. We can't turn around. Uh, Don is like, no, you take it. You, you, that, uh, I'm, ho- I'm holding us back. He's like, no, I don't yeah, want to do it without you. you. Let's go. Let's live to fight another day. We're in this for the long haul. I wish they had showed us any interaction with Benjamin and Donna prior to this, this like little run. That I don't know if they've ever been on screen okay. together before two episodes ago. Right. I'm pretty sure they have, but not that matters. You know, it's just, it, there's nothing that like we, we have no inclination that this is a thing at all. The first time we see them interact, Donna's literally cat calling this man. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I see you walking around with all that ass. I mean, motherboard, you know? And so, to see them now in lockstep, ready to go follow each other off a cliff for this product that they've been in development for for roughly, um, I don't know, 12 minutes. Um, yeah, it's, it's very odd. It strikes me in the same way that the Tara and Lewis relationship strike me. is like, you just forced this in on us. Shoehorn, and yeah. it had no buildup. It just, one day we, we were here, the next day they were about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well... Let's go back to Tara and Lewis. And we have to. So uh, Lewis and Tara in this episode, she's like, oh, how was your day? And he's like, oh, I can't. I can't tell you about what's going on. And Lewis talks to Rachel about things, about like, what should he do? And he uh, asks her about like, well, what happened when you when Mike told you? And he's like, well, like I was mad at first, but I forgave him. And, and the, the issue is that like, with Sheila, she found out about Mike. That's why she was mad. If you just tell her, then yeah. she'll she'll understand. Right, but Rachel's wrong. Sheila was not just mad because she found out. She found out that Lewis wasn't the person she thought he was. That's the issue. It's not Lewis is doing a thing that is underhanded. Mm-hmm. 
Harvey does underhanded stuff all the time. And people are like, yeah, that's just Harvey. You know, because you look at him and you say, oh, okay, yeah, that's the type of person that I'm dealing with. And you know that going in. Lewis was presenting himself to Sheila like someone who loves the letter of the law and loves Harvard just as much as he loves her. And so now he said, I besmirched Harvard and lied to you and besmirched the law, the three things that they really had in common the most. And so, yeah, she's like, I, you, I don't even know you if you're willing to do all this stuff. So Rachel is giving him bad advice here. What Rachel should be saying is keep this to yourself. This has nothing to do with Tara. Mike Ross is uh, Mike Ross is a uh, is, has already been gone, gone to jail. Nothing that happened prior to you meeting Tara with Mike Ross matters to Tara. Let it go. But he goes anyway. And this is not the reason. Rachel's bad advice is not the reason why this all blows up. Lewis goes to Tara and says, "Hey, just letting you know, crazy thing. There was fraudulent behavior. She already knew Mike Ross was a fraud. He had already told her that much." Mm-hmm. He's, he had never told her that he knew about it going in. And so she's like, wait, so you were in on the fraud too? He's like, yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully you can forgive me because you love me. And we're having someone else's baby together. And she's like, I mean, if I could just take a minute to think about it. And Lewis does what Lewis always does. Mm-hmm. He just... Takes it from zero to one hundred. Well, like, you oh, had secrets you, too, and then you didn't. You waited until after we slept together, telling me that you were with another man. Yeah, and he's like, she's like, I was upfront with you. I told you that I was with another man, and you were like, cool. And then I also told you that I was having his baby, and you were like, cool. And now all of a sudden, you mad at me because you have been keeping this fraudulent mm-hmm. ass secret away from me. You have not been upfront with me at all. You are now telling me something. Um, and I, you didn't even give me a chance to process it. Why are you yelling at me? Why are you talking crazy to me? And this is what I have been saying for episodes, Robbie. She does not know this man. No. Like last the last episode, she's like, Lewis, I thought I, I just I just always thought you would be more forgiving than this. You thought Lewis Lit would be more forgiving than this? Why? Mm-hmm. What about him made you feel that way? And so now in this episode, she's like, wait, you get mad and lash out and yell at people and treat them like scum whenever they don't do what you want them to do? I, did, I didn't know that about you. How didn't you know that? It's because you don't know this man. Yeah. This is y'all's first argument. And look at how he's acting. Spend five so, minutes with him. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. And so Tara's like, I don't know, Lewis. This, uh, maybe, maybe I messed up. Maybe I'm the drop. Maybe I got to go. Uh, and so I'm thinking, yeah. Maybe he goes, I think he even said like, maybe I shouldn't have even told you. And I'm like, yeah, dummy, maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, she's going to go sleep at her house. Yeah. And maybe she should, because maybe go sleep with people that you know, <laughs> like by yourself. Cause you know you and you do not know Lewis. And now you do. Now you met him. Welcome to the lit party. Welcome to the lit team. Rob. Welcome to team lit. Yeah. We got a cake. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chappelle, who should get the Liddy Award for this episode of Suits? Uh, Rachel. Rachel and Rachel did a good job. She did go undercover. She had to endure Mike. Yeah, she had to endure Mike. She went undercover because of her good work. They were able to get Mike uh, the information they were, uh, you know, they needed for against Palmer, which led to them getting Mike the the bar interview. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so welcome back to the bar. Give Lewis some bad advice. I mean, telling the truth is not. It, it was bad advice, but it wasn't just like like completely like catastrophic advice. It was Lewis. It, Lewis did not know, know how to handle the feedback he got from the truth. You know, so it was more about Lewis than Rachel. It wasn't great advice, but, you know, 
he did need to be honest, I guess, if you want us to have a like yeah. a relationship with somebody, you need to be upfront about certain things. But and it, and but I think was Lewis, you just met this woman. Why are you so eager to tell her this? Like that's that's my thing. Why is he moving so quickly? Um, so I don't know. I think I think Rachel makes a big a good a good case for herself here. Um, I don't know. I kind of feel like that there's two schools of thought where if you have like really bad news, like let's say something you have something that's like a really big secret, like uh, is it best to tell a relative stranger that big secret up front or do you should you like wait till they get to know you a little bit better? Like had Mike told Rachel on his first day at PSL, hey, I have a crush on you, but I just want to let you know I'm a fraud. Uh, that she would have slapped him in the face and uh, they would not have gotten together. But he waited. He was kind of smart mm -hmm. about it and waited till, you know, they were pretty far along in the relationship before he dropped that bomb on her. I mean, it's very manipulative to do what he did, right? It's like, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. But was it effective? It was effective. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't respect the move, but I I acknowledge that it worked. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's like, hey, yeah. I, I'm I, you were too far in to get out at that point. It's kind of like Jessica, you know, Jessica found out about Mike Ross. He had been helping her so much. And he's, she's like, damn, Mike Ross. Like if I go back on this and I'm a lose to Dale Hardman, like, yep, now you're over a barrel. So mm-hmm. yeah, she got to accept me. Don't you love me? And he's like, Oh, I guess like, damn, you know, but she could have backed out. It just would have been hella inconvenient. And so, yeah, Mike put him in a situation where it's like, you got to choose me or whatever convenience I bring into the table right now. And so they always choose, uh, you know, him. Well, it works, but it's just not great. But when it comes to Lewis, I don't think this Mike Ross thing affects Tara in, in any way. Like, at what point has Lewis ever She's been his character and fitness board? Right, but like, at what point has Lewis ever been under fire for the Mike Ross thing? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and and like he's not like for fourth anything, in line to take the fall. Tara, ma'am, ma'am, this man already did fraud on you. Remember when he bought a house Talk in the it. Hamptons and then was telling you that he lived there his whole life? And then it got blown. It got blown up. And then he said that I only just did this to impress you because I wanted you to think I had a Hamptons house, and you called it the most romantic thing that ever happened. This is romantic. Ain't this romantic? Just like that. This is the same kind of energy, Tara. Look, her issue is not that he's a liar or a fraud. Her issue is that he's mean. And I've been saying Lewis is mean since mm-hmm. season two. He's mean. He's a mean person. A lot of these people are mean, and Lewis is one of them. And so she's like. Look, fraud, lying, um, you know, buying houses and, and all this other stuff that I can put aside for love. But you yelling at me and slut shaming me is really something that I'm mm-hmm. not going to be able to deal with. Because him throwing up that relationship that she has with Joshua in her face, that was very much slut shaming. Because in the shot, moment he yeah. was like, <laughs> yeah, in the moment he was like, it's fine. It's fine. And now like the mer- the first time he gets mad at her, he's like, you whore. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um I think she was well within her right to be upset, but she also knew who this human was. Mm -hmm. All right. So not really a lot of references here in this episode. Uh, Some mentions of like different digital assistants. Uh, Let's take some feedback questions. Okay. Uh, David Schwartz uh, wrote to us to say, why did Lewis feel the need to tell Tara? Uh, David Schwartz, you be reading my mind. I (laughs) do not know. I do not know. This does not affect her in any way. Like the fans are not gonna come to her and be like, okay, Lewis Lit is under investigation because Mike Ross was a fraud. No, Mike Ross already went to jail for that. And he said that I didn't have anything to do with it. So there's no reason for them to come knocking on her door about it. She could sleep at night not knowing that this even happened. But Mike had the the whole fraud situation with Mike, Lewis had already aired it out. All he was airing out was that he knew about it beforehand. It's like, why? What is that? What are you gaining from that? I mean, again, there's something to be said about transparency, and I get that. But in this particular situation, he didn't really have to do it. Do you tell everybody everything that ever happened to you, even if it's inconsequential to today? Probably not. Mm -hmm. All right. Amanda says, uh, okay, but Benjamin is the best person on the show right now. I was clutching my pearls over his little heartfelt, we're partners speech to Donna. Honorary Liddy to Benjamin. What a guy. I'll sign off on that too. Honorary Liddy to Benjamin. Um, 
he 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 just hasn't done anything wrong to anybody. He's he's gone further for these people at PSL for no reason, and we just don't know why. Like we do not know why his loyalty to yes. PSL is so okay. strong. Or well, Donna, is it possible that he has an unhealthy obsession with Donna, and the reason why he's not leaving? It's not because Mike Ross bought him an egg McMuffin. Uh, it's because that he is. I don't want to say stalking, um, but is it possible Boy. that he pines for Donna? Is it possible that the person who secretly recorded her for a greater of two mm -hmm. years and created a device named after her, unbeknownst to her, is obsessed with her? I mean, no, I don't think so. Probably not. But don't there. they have so much in common, though, Chappelle? Between Donna and Benjamin? Donna and Benjamin, right? Aren't they both obsessed with Donna? They are, but who isn't obsessed with Donna, right? Like, isn't don't, that the don't they thing? both think Donna is awesome? I mean, again, who does her every word? That's why the Donna works because who doesn't do those things? It's Donna. But you're right. Um, I think it's unhealthy. I think that for this to just pop out of up out of nowhere, we should have at least heard Donna mention Benjamin in prior episodes, even if we didn't see them interact. Like, oh, I just had lunch with Benjamin. You know, something like that to where we know about this. All we saw was Donna sexually harassing this man at her desk once. Mm -hmm. And from there, this is a friendship of a lifetime. It kind of reminds me about how Lewis always calls Donna the second most important woman in his life. Lewis, you have a, a sister and a mom, he to hates my Esther. knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, but like, how is this how is this woman climb the ranks so quickly and we never see y'all together? Mm -hmm. Just because y'all have a workplace like thing? Really? I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. There, there we go. Uh that's season six, episode uh 15. Anything else to add before we get to the season finale tomorrow? Does it feel like the season finale is upon us? What do you think about the suspense of this season? Because right now for me, it feels kind of like, huh. Kind of meh. Yeah. I mean, we had everything that went on in the jail. And I guess uh, I guess it's easy to forget that that was all part of this whole season. And then, like, uh, since we've got out, we've been dealing with Mike uh, post. Like, it's been a weird back half of season six also with Mike trying to find a job and uh, at the clinic and then the Donna. Yeah. But is it suspenseful, right? Are you, like... You like, yeah, I'm pumped for the finale. Cause if you didn't hadn't said that this is a finale coming up, I I, I literally would have Yeah, forgot. I mean, it doesn't feel like there's a ton of suspense around uh Mike and the bar. Seems like kind of a foregone conclusion that Mike is gonna get through. And I don't know, as like are there a lot of other like stakes uh going on right now? I mean, it's almost like that. PSL has taken so many L's, uh not not lit, uh, but like and they're still there. Yeah, like this is this is child's play. Mm -hmm. Like Don, Donna's selling technology, Lewis is breaking up with somebody, and Mike is actually about to get into the bar. This is nothing. The old the old stakes used to be Mike is about to go to jail. People are going to die. You know, like this is this the is nothing. fate of the firm hangs in the balance, and there is no like Daniel Hardman or Charles Forsman or Travis Tanner the, even. Right, or, there's no bad guys. Mm -hmm. it's just, we just it's just vibing. Okay. Donna's about to go break into the tech, tech industry. What, what show is this? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, James yeah. Palmer is like, a, like you know, not necessarily like a formidable person that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. I got nothing. This yeah. is just, this is fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what James Palmer told these other clients to get them to kind of drop PSL. Imagine like that uh, Pearson Specter Lit is your lawyer and you haven't dropped them yet. Right. Like, if you made it this far, I think you're pot committed, right? Like, what could like, he even be telling them to, like, get them to <laughs> give up your inspector lit? He's saying, I will give you $100 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he has it. Like, James Palmer, aside from, um, from what was it, Forceman, he's in, like, the, like the richest person we've met so far. Because he's a, okay, I'll give you $500 million what mm -hmm. just just like just like it's nothing just 500 million dollars yeah whatever half yeah. a bill you you good so yeah i'm pretty sure he just made a phone call i was like you want a billion dollar donation they're like uh sure mm -hmm. okay yeah leave psl okay bye okay. you know done you, you drive a hard bargain 
All right. Well, tomorrow we'll be back with the season six finale, uh, which will be a big milestone for us because of nine seasons of Suits. Uh, That will make Mark the unofficial two thirds point of our journey after tomorrow. Two thirds. It actually feels like we're further along. You know, I think it's because we're so far away from the original storyline that it feels like this is almost. I can't believe there's three seasons left. Right. Exactly. What else do we have to explore? Yeah. Seriously. What's the drama at this point? I don't really know. All right. Well, we will talk about it tomorrow. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? At Chappelle's underscore show on Twitter. All right. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.